ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you guys in that podcast brought to you by agorasnexus.com and of course Vandalay Industries. Please also check out the Patreon and the BitChute, especially if you want to support the show, Patreon and BitChute channel. Now, I appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, we have, we're back on enough track. I mean, there's been tragedies. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things to talk about that are in the news cycle that normally we cover. However, we're back. We're back on that bullshit. Uh, we're going to be talking about the separatists. This is going to be part three. And these two that we're talking about uh, have something in common with each other. And they're because they're racist. We already did one racist group. Uh, if you remember, yes, it's true. You can be African-American and racist at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. So we did the new African movement. Okay, we already did that in North America. We also, I don't know if you want to throw the Quebecois one, the French Canadian ones in there. I think that's ethnic. You don't even call them racist. Uh, be an ethno state, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that is a form of racism. I don't know. We'll have to ask them to reach out. Okay. I'm not sure if we'll hear back. Yeah. No. So, Probably oh, not. before I forget, if you haven't checked it out yet, I mentioned already our dear friend Joe Byers. Um, he, wonderful man, talented, started a new podcast. It is called The Lunchroom Music Review. Uh, check it out where he tackles both records and individual songs. He just started up. Now, mind you, he's a new dad. He's newly married and a dad. He's got a lot of shit going on, uh, but he wanted to kick off this thing. So if you want to throw your support over there, please do uh, give him a review if you can. Great guy, super talented, friend of the podcast, friend of ours. And that's uh, what I like to call him when we were in grad school together, called him Brosif. He's just a good man. He's a good dude. So. When it comes to wacky ideas, there are few that can really, and I, again, full disclosure, not picking on anybody individually, okay? However, there are some wacky religious ideas out there. Are all of them wacky? I mean, yeah, they're all kind of nut bar. I mean, what I saw a quote the other day, what is it, um... Heaven is like uh, dogs went to go live on a farm for people who are too afraid to die. Uh, okay, I mean, sure. If, if it exists, I'll be thrilled. There'll be a Chinese buffet. That's wonderful. Well, if somebody wants to believe in it, they hey, can. That's fine. I have, it's not harming anyone. No, if it, make, if it adds value to your life and makes you a better person, I'm all for it. Whatever that might be. Okay? And I'm not going to make fun of you for it. But I'm going to make fun of a certain group right now. Okay? That Okay. Well, um, the, uh, the LDS. Okay. Oh, yeah, those guys cause wild. a lot of trouble. This, and again, I'm not saying all of them do, because clearly they don't. Okay, can I just stop you before you continue? I'm of just going to say Jody Harris, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, Lori Vallow Daybell, okay? Okay. Chad Daybell, you Google these people. They're all LDS. These motherfuckers are crazy. There's more. There's more. I can go, like, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to put a list of, like, the the crazy LDS people. I'm, I'm going to do it. Really? Yeah. There's more. There's, Is like, right? freaking murderers, like, crazy people going off the deep end. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I forget who else, uh, the, like, right now, but those are, like, the most recent that I can remember in my brain. Oh, uh, uh, Susan Powell. And Josh Powell. I don't know who some of these people are, do I? Uh, no, I don't think so. So Susan Powell uh, was came up missing, I think it was like in 2000, I believe it was 2009. 
Maybe it could have been before that. I can't remember the date. I'm really bad at the date. So she came up missing. Her husband, Josh, um, had the kids with him, like, the night before. Said they went on a camping trip. Like, he didn't want to work. He's a fucking asshole. Um, you know, she worked, and he basically treated her and the kids like crap. He probably murdered her, um, but she came up missing, and, um, he basically had the kids for a while, and then her parents took the kids, and then he decided to blow himself up and his children up inside the house when oh, one of the God. supervised visitations were occurring. He locked the um supervised visitor person out of the house and blew up the entire house with the children in it and it was because of the mormon faith um and he hated the mormon faith and and the kids would like talk crap about the mormons and say oh you know the mormons are the ones that kidnapped my mommy or something like something crazy i don't know but yes josh and susan powell there's a whole list lds mormon whatever they're they're off the deep end Okay. So are they off the deep end like um Scientologists? Um so Or just poor. Because you have to have money to be a Scientologist, don't you? I don't know. Okay. But what I can tell you is in the case of Lori Vallow Daybell, she thought that she was married to Maroney, whoever the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, the angel. Yep. Yeah. I know who that is. Okay. And uh, that she had lived several lives, and so did this Chad Daybell, and they were meant to be together, and they basically murdered their whole family okay. and created side quests. Like, they had, like, a be with, like a witching circle, like Lori and her little friends, and they would call upon the elements. No, it's crazy. They're crazy. They're a different kind of crazy because they believe in, like, god but then they also believe like they can do witchcraft I, I don't know okay they killed children that's awful yeah so i mean i don't know how much worse you can get than that uh I mean, that's what i mean by crazy okay fair enough hey listen that sounds pretty nutty to me and i i have to agree with you i don't know if they believe in aliens but okay all right so but they have joseph smith the hat and the glasses and the magic golden tablet and only he was able to figure out what it said. I mean, I'm I, he sounds like a huckster. Okay, I again, I just I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just he's not the only one. Uh, what's his name? There was another guy that started the church, uh, the seventh uh, church of the Seventh Day Adventists. He predicted he used biblical math. I don't advise. Zero out of ten. <laughs> not recommended. He used biblical math to predict the end of the world in 1844 mm. note note the date note the date it is the 22nd of february in the year of our lord anno domini 2023 clearly a little bit off that's okay he got people now remember pt barnum one of the founders of the barnum and bailey circus said quote there's a sucker born every minute yeah and religious cults really really bring out the nutter in people like we can't believe Okay, so and this isn't about the, the, well, this is kind of about them. We're going to get into it. So we have the magical glasses uh, and, and then this guy, uh, Miller, they're called Millerites. 1844 did the Bible math and said, oh, OK, Jesus come back, you know, because the Pope is terrible and all this other stuff. People sold their shit, sold all their stuff. 
uh, you know, farms, homesteads, everything. They're like, beam me up, ready to go. The second coming, excited, going to heaven, all that other good stuff. Came and went, 1844. Not really eventful as far as the second coming of Christ. And he was like, no, 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 I got my math wrong. Got my Bible math wrong. We'll do it again. I <laughs> got my Bible math wrong. Yeah. Let me I, pull out the abacus and recalculate yeah. this. Let me get this chart out here. And uh, he didn't have any magical glasses, the hat, or the plates. That's probably where he got off the rails a little bit. Um, and then he got, the, got it wrong again. There are over 3 million adherents to that specific sect of, of Christianity. So, when in doubt, and if you need money, Start a religion. L. Ron Hubbard certainly did, and he did well for himself. He had a yacht. Um, and a big one, too, where they did bad things to people. It's an awful thing. So, and again, I've never had a negative in- encounter with a Mormon. I am not advocating for camps or anything like that for Mormons. Like, some of you are advocating for camps or certain people you don't like. You know who I'm talking about. But I will say it's nutty. Okay, they think that they're the lost tribe of Israel, that they came over here, um, that this, uh, they converted Native Americans to Christianity. Uh, Garden of Eden was in Missouri. Um, been through Missouri, didn't see it. I mean, I'm not sure that it would be there. Of all the places in the Fruited Plain, not sure. I mean, again, not sure. Why not Alabama? Alabama's lovely. Um, so there's some nutty stuff. The first, I think, Church of the Latter-day Saints actual building is in Kirtland, I think. It's one It's one of the oldest, if not the oldest. And they got booted out of Ohio because they were stirring it up. Then they got booted out of Illinois because they were stirring it up. Then they got booted out of Missouri because they were stirring it up. And they made their way to the Great Salt Lake and have established their little, you know, religious... I, I, I don't even think 50% of the people in, in Utah are Mormon. I mean, it's... It's not as much as you would think, but they're everywhere, right? I've run into them playing uh, disc golf in the park where I walk my dog. I have no problems with them. It doesn't, but there is a sect amongst them who is a little wild, okay? We're getting into separatists and separatism. There's white separatism. There's black separatism. There's also, uh, uh, I guess you would call them, Native Americans south of the Rio Grande separatism. Okay. We're going to start here. So there's an ultra-conservative group of LDS. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about this. It's called Deseret Nationalism. Okay. And I believe that Deseret is the name of the territory which now encompasses Utah and Nevada here in the United States of America, in this part of North America. Okay? Here we go. Or Des Nats. Little too close to these nuts and these Nazis. <laughs> Little too yeah. much. Yeah. Bad marketing. Des Nats. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. Two for creativity. Zero out of ten for execution. That, Not good. It's terrible. It's it, a dumb name. I don't give any credit to that whatsoever. All right. It's just, it sounds like... Sh- like that from the Call of Duty, the Spitznaz, or however you say it. That's not actually from Call of Duty. That's from Russia. Okay, from, yeah, 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 yeah that, that's what it sounds like. I only know it from Call of Duty, like because <laughs> right you know I've seen people play it, and that's what I've heard. Yeah, no, I understand. I play so it too. I'm okay. sure it's from Russia, but I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so the conduct of so-called Desnats, not to be confused once again with these nuts. 
Questions about how the Mormon Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as LDS, is responding to the movement whose members direct harassment at other Mormons. How rude. Including those who work in church-sponsored institutions such as Brigham Young University. So, uh, some who identify as these nuts take extreme right positions on gender, sexuality, and race. Okay, first of all, you already know that LDS is going to take, quote, an extreme position on gender and sexuality. They don't do the dick chopping, tit chopping. They don't, they don't do that. That's not, you already know that, okay? That doesn't need to be explained any further, okay? Others describing themselves as Deseret Nationalists have advocated for a Mormon-ruled separatist white ethnostate located in the Great Basin area briefly claimed by the LDS Church in the mid-19th century. Recent exposure, of not of the indecent kind, of an assistant attorney general in Alaska who has posted racist and violent tweets on Desnat Twitter account, on a Desnat Twitter account, rather, led to that official stepping down from his job. That's embarrassing. Like, you didn't even think to, like, you know, create an alternative account, like, where people couldn't, you know, find out you were a government official and an employee, but whatever. Um, I mean, they're not sending their best, Christopher. I can't nah. say. I have to say. Uh, led to that official stepping down from the job, but has also prompted concern about how many of these nuts supporters occupy positions of authority across the United States of America. Uh, an anonymous anti-fascist collective called These Nuts Exposed, see what I did? Yeah. Published a blog spot alleging that a prominent These Nuts account at Extra Dead JCB, an associated Substack newsletter and a previous suspended account, JCBONTHEDL, was under the control of Kevin Dolan. Dolan, who his, who claims on his LinkedIn profile to have U.S. government security clearance, I don't think you should put that on LinkedIn at all, but that's just me, was employed since January by consultant firm Booz Allen Hamilton as a senior uh, data scientist. The company has extensive contracts with the United States military and intelligence agencies and has been labeled the world's most profitable spy organization. That's hilarious. The CIA laughs at you. The blog spot identifies Dolan details not only racist, anti-Semitic, and homophobic posts made from Twitter accounts. I mean, it sounds like probably somebody that some of us know on Twitter, probably. Uh, maybe their cousins or whatever. But the links between him and the accounts, which include archive posts from previous incarnations of his blog and Twitter account, which points to his personal Facebook and Twitter pages. Spokesperson for Booz Allen Hamilton issued a statement saying that company policy prevented any specific discussions of employees, but that Booz Allen guided by our firm's purpose and values and hold all of our employees to those same tenets. I'm sure you do, Booz. Uh, let's see here. So the, 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 the LDS, which already has missionaries that are all over the world, they're very prominent. They're the fastest growing religion in the United States. I don't know if people know that. Fastest growing. Okay, they're just pumping them out. What was that documentary we watched, Angel, where was they, that one guy who was the fundamental LDS? So, like, he's too crazy for the regular people. Mm -hmm. He was too crazy for the regular LDS. Regular LDS is like, whoa, 
Uh, come on, it's what are we doing? You got You got You're off the. You're off the plantation. Yeah, like, I. Know. I can't remember. Um, it was on Netflix, and it was about the guy, and then his son took over. Yes. And his son, like the prophet, they were prophets. Yeah. And like it was a a hereditary prophet position, mm-hmm. right? So like the guy took over. Well, he he was he. There's a recording of him um sexually assaulting a 12 year old girl, yeah. with with bunches of witnesses standing around watching it happen. So there, there's there's clearly some kook action here going on, but these kooks want to establish their own ethno state and break away from the United States, and they can enforce their LDS uh, beliefs. Um, you know, you know they, they they claim that the regular LDS church um, advances uh, the status of women in LGBTQ in secular society. Um, they see it as a total corruption of the teachings of Joseph Smith, I'm, I guess Brigham Young is, uh, is you know, uh, adjacent. Uh, so they began to harass people uh, who they think that they're their adversaries, overwhelmingly either former members of the church or those perceived as members with progressive social attitudes. Um, a member of the faculty at Brigham Young University, uh, whose identity will not be revealed, uh, said that these nuts had weaponized elements of Mormon doctrine in efforts to harass and threaten Employment of people who worked at the university specifically. Okay. Um, let's see. I want to break this down. So what what do we know about Utah's economy? Like, I'm trying to think about this in advance. So, like, if you break away, okay, you're going to do your own thing. D's Nuts Republic or Deseret. Um, you got, what do you, what's the economy? I mean, what are you, what are you all going to grow and, and, and do? I, I don't know. I, Utah doesn't seem very... Like they're not fertile. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not Nebraska or Kansas. Yeah. You know what I mean? L- little uh, deserty and mountain esque. Yes, it's it's wild. This was one of my favorite ones. There's not a whole lot because not a lot of people are talking, but I'm interested in it because any of these, I'm always into these groups that are kind of crazy. And there's a lot of crazy here. There's we could share crazy on this one. I mean, everybody gets a second portion. There's <laughs> okay. Okay. Plenty of crazy to go around. That's right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would assume so. Like from what I can tell, if this is like a cult and like these people are like extremely religious, like what they do is they have like all the women like do baked goods and things like mm-hmm. that, and they go out, they put them all in fucking large vehicles, like seven passenger vehicles, perhaps maybe even they have like a bus, and they put like everybody the on the bus tether. and they. They take them to like a big city and then they, they, you know, or a market, if there's like a, you know, a farmer's market or something Mm -hmm. and they sell their wares, dude. And that's how they make money. Like, that's what, I mean, that's like the very base, like from what I understand that cults do. Okay. Here's what, here's the official lowdown, everybody on what, like. I guess as official as get, I try. I was like, let me look and see if, if Wikipedia has an entry on this, okay? With some, with you know scholarly citation, which you know they do as best they can. There's not a big entry, so that's exactly what she said. Uh, some members of D's Nuts community wish to create the historical uh, state of Deseret, which the LDS Church declared in the 1840s to cover modern day Utah and parts of adjacent states, as well as the secession of a theocratic Mormon state. Boy, this sounds like fun. Some D's nuts commentators have suggested that this should be a white ethno state 
Some have also used neo-Nazi and far-right accelerationist imagery. I would think that regular LDS people would think that this shit's bat soup. I mean, just absolutely <laughs> crazy. But um, the community has been cr- uh, criticized as promoting bigotry and harassment against the LGBTQ community, which we mentioned, non-Mormons and ex-Mormons, feminists, abortion advocates, and pornographic film actors. I'm sure they're very bothered. Uh, some have criticized, I mean, they're so hopped up on fucking Viagra and cocaine. I mean, they're just fucking for a living. They're really not concerned about what a Mormon sect is saying about their job. Um, I can I can promise you that. They're not going home damaged. Yeah. Um, not at least from them anyway. Well, I mean... Yeah, they were already damaged goods to begin with. Yeah. That's a tough profession. Um, I'm, I'm retired, obviously. Uh, I used to do uh, gay porn myself, only for the money. I was only in it for the money. Gay for pay. Balls didn't touch, socks were on, does not count. Slinging, slinging that cock for moolah. <laughs> you ever met, like, I, I... Oh, I remember. It's the F. It's the FLDS. Fundamentalist. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's the guy, uh, Warren Jeffs. That's it. Yeah. There yeah. we go. There, that was a disturbing. I mean, disturb. And he still has supporters. And he's still, like, in charge of the community from jail after raping a little girl. They're like, well... We don't care. Okay. Like, yeah, they, they don't. I have to tell you, it takes a special kind of person to, like, be able to accept that. Like, you have to be, like, I don't even know. I don't accept things from people. I, I might look at them in their face and say, okay, and then do the exact opposite of what they just fucking sure. said to me. You know? Like, I don't know why. I don't know how you end up in that situation. Other than the person, so like your parents are weak and join the stupid fucking cult because they think something's going to happen from it and they're like brainwashed halfway anyway. Yeah. And then you're born into it and you don't know any any different. Like that's the only way I could think of you willingly, like just, and not at that point it's not even willingly. Yeah, not even, I agree with you. Well, this, this gets more interesting, okay? So they, they use a Bowie knife. Um, imagery is a homage to Brigham Young and the concept of blood atonement for certain sins. The LDS regular church has said that's no good. And here's the other thing. For all these groups that do this whole, we're going to have multiple wives, why aren't the women allowed to have multiple husbands? Like, I mean, why does it have to be one way? I, I don't know. I mean, we know we know the answer, but nobody ever asks, like, these these women... Are just like, well, yep, that's, you know, my Frank is my husband. That's bitch too. Uh, she, that's Francine. Um, that's uh, Haley over there. And uh, that's Francesca. She's from Mexico. Great lady. Uh, she fucks him on Thursday. You know, and they're okay with this. Like, if I brought home another woman and told my wife, hey, listen, this is wife number two, I will be dead. Like, I'm not even joking. I will get stabbed with something and I'll have it coming. Like, I mean, you got to know that punch is coming, right? But th- this, that's what kind of scares me about human beings is that they can subscribe to this stuff and be like, this is totally normal. Well, I mean, if you've never been outside the cult, I can understand why. Like if you were raised in it. But where's patient zero, right? Where's the first guy who talks to the Jeffs, this Warren, this Warren Jeffs, is that his name? Yes. And is like, you know something, pal? They're like sitting in an IHOP, you know, having a cup of coffee. Uh, no, no sugar or it's decaf. They can't do caffeine either. 
Like, they're having a Diet Coke. Let's just put it that way. I, I totally fucked that up. So, you're having a Diet Coke at the IHOP. And he's like, you know something? I really do believe you are the prophet. And this Jeff's guy's like, you know what that means, right? I get to fuck your wife, too. And he's like, you know something? I mean, if that's what the Lord has told you is good, then let's go for it. You know, there has to be a patient zero if we're looking at this as an intellectual contagion. From from what I gather, you know? they like before it became like this, you know, FLDS, like 100%, like it was like a community of people and all of the older um, males, you know, were hanging out with this guy and like, I guess they kind of followed him and they were given status within this community. And then he just slowly took it away. And if you wanted to be in with him mm -hmm. and everybody else, and you wanted to fit in, you had to do exactly what he wanted you to do. And then he would give you a little bit more back and he controlled everything. And that's where it started. I think. Okay. All right, well, I mean, I guess we have an answer to that. I mean, a lot of this is rhetorical. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, they're just weak-minded people that they think, you know, they, and a lot of people really do believe this shit. I mean, it happened to, you know, Bill Miller, whatever the fuck his name was in upstate New York. Sell your shit. The, the spaceship is coming. Jesus is going to be on it. And they're like, all right, twice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, whatever. We're ready to go. And then there was the Heaven Heaven's Gate cult. Remember that? That happened the year after I got out of high school. Yeah. In 1999, because that was the last century, uh, that they all just fucking checked out. They all killed themselves, wore matching Nike shoes. There was some weird stuff. They videotaped themselves talking about how they're ready to go. So there's a sucker born every minute. You know what I mean? Just wild shit. Uh, but that's for so for the Desnats, D's nuts, look out. <laughs> They're out there. They want to form a white ethno state and have, you know, uh, multiple wives because, I mean, why not? I mean, you go full tilt in this case. So, yeah, that's just one. All right. Now, this is good. We're going to shift to a different group of uh, of racists. OK, and some of this might be familiar to those of you, the older members of the audience, because there's some affiliation with some a group called Aryan Nations. I believe it was Richard Butler who was the head of it. He was like the chief. Now, here's the part that gets to me. So they are a Christian organization. Now, I know that there's some debate right now, which to me seems kind of silly. Uh, they're like, well, you know, we believe in Jesus Christ, but we hate the Jews, right? That's what some of these people are saying. Completely ignoring the fact that Jesus was, in fact, a Jew. Now, I'm waiting for the Twitter heads to come out and say, oh, well, we did some research. It turns out that, you know... Jesus wasn't Jewish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Uh, but they was called the, they had a church called the Church of Jesus Christ Christian. Okay. Don't ask. I don't know why they came up with it. They had this little thing going on in Idaho. It was a big thing. Does, did any of you remember? I know I'm slightly older. But like in the, in the late 80s and early 90s, the militia movement, specifically white power ones, were a big deal on the news all the time. Okay, they were very concerned about the militia movement. They were very concerned about uh, national socialist, you know, uh, movement. There was like um, white Aryan resistance. There was Aryan Nation. There was World Church of the Creator. There's all these wild fucking far like 
I wouldn't even call them far right. I don't even know what that means in this con. Just full on national socialist, like mm-hmm. like real Nazis, like Richard Spencer, like a real Nazi. You know what I mean? The a real fucking scumbag. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no other way to go on that one. Um, but this is kind of affiliated. So the work that you know, the citation for this particular one, it's all scholarly. So we have. Um, it's um, Stephanie Shanks, uh, Miel, and Betty A. Dorbats, White Power, White Pride, the White Separatist Movement in the United States. Okay, there's also Allegiance to Liberty, the Changing Face of Patriots, Militia, and Political Violence in America by Barry J. Ballack. And then, of course, Far Right Fantasy, a Sociology of American Religion and Politics from James Aho. I remember being a younger child, and I remember, like, uh, news stories about, like, you know, white supremacists and, you know, groups and things like that. And, like, yeah. you know, it was a big, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody remembers, but, like, back in the 90s and stuff, early 90s, you know, uh, even up to, like, maybe, like Jay was just saying, like, 1998, 1999, in the news cycle, they would have, like, these little scoops, you know, it'd be, like, it tonight at you know six o'clock find out if your if your kid is worshiping the devil and like <laughs> like show you know all these different you know things yeah. right and it's like of course like you know all the people are like what what the fuck is this right so it was just like these yeah. little scoops and like it was always white supremacy and uh you know the kkk and mm-hmm. neo-nazis and you know coming to a town near you they're probably already there you know like and it but like you don't hear shit about them anymore they used to be like on the scoop like daily nightly and what have you like they would show up on the jerry springer show and be like yeah i'm a neo-nazi what you gonna do about it yep (laughs) i mean i don't know like you don't hear about that shit anymore so it's just I don't know. I don't know either. And you know, the Klan was a big scary thing back in the day too. I don't know if Christopher, if you remember that, the Klan would hold oh, rallies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the thing here is that what got it to stop being an event is people stopped showing up. They just didn't give them any news. They didn't give them any camera time. Nobody went out there to protest. They just ignored these fucking jerk offs. And guess what? It's not a big deal anymore because you didn't give them an audience. Okay. Now, with the exception, of course, being. Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville in 2017. That was definitely a gathering of, uh, and not were they all Nazis? No, but there were quite a few of them. I would argue, um, and I think that they would agree that they were there. But um, this is interesting. So, for those of you that are not familiar, this is called the Northwest Territorial Imperative, a, another separatist group. Once again, in commonality with their. Um, Radical Mormon friends outside of the LDS regular. Uh, these folks also believe in an ethno state. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, certain people will not be welcome uh, here in this territory. Okay. So it's a white separatist idea that has been popularized since the 70s and 80s by white nationalists, white supremacists, and white separatists and neo Nazi groups within the United States of America, comprising the state of Washington the state of Oregon, Montana, and Colorado, the big, no, no, Wyoming, not Colorado. Colorado's too south. The the, the big uh, W-Y, Wyoming. W-Y, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, 
they the intention also is to eventually turn the region into an Aryan ethno state. Sounds lovely, right? Sure. Uh, depending on who defines the project, also it includes uh, parts of Northern California. I'm sure that those people will definitely go for it there. Uh, several reasons have been given as to why activists have chosen to turn this area into a future white homeland, uh, farther removed from Black, Jewish, and other minority locations. That, uh, that other areas of the United States are. It is geographically remote, so it's harder for the Fed to get up there and uproot activists. Ask Randy Weaver if that's true. <laughs> I didn't ask him if the, if the federal government's reach won't be. Better yet, ask his wife and his kid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bo yeah. Oh, God. What an awful thing. Um, wide open spaces appeal to those who believe in the right to hunt and fish. I don't like that affiliation. I... I I think fishing and hunting is fine. But I don't think it needs to be associated with these fuckers. Um, so we have that, right? So we're trying to avoid Uncle Sugar and have enough room to hunt and fish without government regulation. Believe me, they will find you. Okay, Uncle Sugar has resources that you don't. Uh, it would also give them access to seaports and Canada. Okay, I don't think the Canadians want to play with them either, but whatever. Formation of such a white homeland also involves the expulsion, uh, euphemized as the repatriation of all non-whites from the territory. Project is variously called Northwest Imperative, White American Bastion, White Aryan Republic, White Aryan Bastion, White Christian Republic, or the 10% Solution by its promoters. White supremacist leaders such as uh, Robert J. Matthews, Richard Butler, there's his name, right? Mm -hmm. And Robert Miles, originally main promoters of this idea, okay? Now, this goes back a little bit in history, right? So there's, like, precedent for this. Now, leave it up to state governments to set really awful precedent here. What are we talking about? In 1844, before the Great War between the states, Oregon, which you would guess is a union state, right? Yeah, because they're a northern state, right? You know, like California was a union state. Guess what? Oregon had laws back in 1844 called the Black Exclusion Laws, okay? I expect Riley to know all about this, by the way. Attempting <coughs> all, all African Americans from the state. So they were like, we don't have a slave problem because black people aren't even allowed to come in here, according to the state of Oregon at the time. Okay, of completely circumventing that problem. You don't even come here. We yeah. won't even have to have the talk. Yeah, don't uh, start no shit. Won't be no shit. You know what I'm saying? Like get the <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God, what an awful place. Our <laughs> I'm sorry. What an awful government. I cited as early example of such race uh, racist project in the region. White supremacist journalist. Derek Stenzel, the Portland-based editor of the Northwestern Initiative, emphasized that the 1859 Constitution of Oregon explicitly stated that no free um, African-American, I, I have to change, I can't say it, African-American, um, uh, what would you call someone who's uh, multiracial or Chinese person, <laughs> use your imagination about how what the actual words were uh, in that document, could reside, vote, hold contract, or make business in the state. So black folk, black and white mixed folk, and Chinese folk, not welcome there, okay? They, the Oregon was like, listen, we- What about, like, is there Chinese food there? 
because it's fucking delicious. Like what? They don't know what they're missing out on. But this that's clearly there now. Okay, I'm right, listening. This is at the time. Okay, okay all right. And like, have was... you at least tried the Chinaman's cuisine? Yes. <laughs> right, first, before <laughs> making any judgment. <laughs> yeah, let's not ma- let's not pass any judgment before we try out this Chinaman's cuisine. Jesus right? <laughs> right. In his view, the Northwest <laughs> narrative project would be in line with the high racist ideals of the original settlers. That's who I want to be associated with. Okay. Um the primary right. I mean, seriously, dude, like this is this actually happened. This wild shit. Uh, the pro- uh, the primary proponents of white separatist uh, homeland in America, Richard Butler, like I mentioned before, head of the Aryan Nation. Um, they're not around anymore, by the way. I think they're defunct. They moved from Idaho, and then they moved to Idaho, Utaho, Hudaho. They moved from Idaho, and I know they moved down to um, – they were in Pennsylvania for a little bit. Weird. That's, that's a stretch. Then they moved down to South Carolina, and then finally in Tennessee – and then they've just kind of there was beef between the Nazis. They, you know, one was more Nazi than the other, I guess, and they had a disagreement. And one went one way. It's like the light, night of long knives, except without all the gay people in the SA getting stabbed to death by the SS. Weird. There's weird shit everywhere. Okay. Super and Robert weird. E. Miles, white supremacist theologian from Michigan, 1980s. The latter introduced the idea of territorial separation in the Northwest. In his seminar, Birth of a Nation, I've heard that before. I love it how they recycled Birth of a Nation. Like, everybody knows what that fucking movie is with the Klan riding in. They screened it at the White House when Woodrow Wilson was president, I believe. Imagine yeah, he, that, right? Imagine yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he called, Woodrow, didn't he refer to it as uh, lightning on film or some shit yes, like that? he loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he loved it. Yeah. Showing <laughs> it. I'm telling you. Woodrow, happy ex, uh, happy President's Day, by the way. After the fact, Woodrow Wilson is, in fact, the worst president this country has ever had. And I know that some of you younger people are thinking George W. Bush. He's up there. He's definitely a top fiver, but nobody beats Wilson. Not even no. FDR. Not no. even him. I mean, he's second, but <laughs> maybe Lincoln's third. There's kind of a, a, a three-way tie for second place, you know. Um, they introduced the idea. Territorial separation, birth of a nation, whites to leave American multicultural areas and to go in peace to this region where they would remain a majority. In July 1986, the Aryan Nations Congress. Great. I I didn't even know they had one. Anybody else know that? Wow. Okay. And they had a Congress organized around the theme of Northwest Territorial Imperative. It was attended by over 200 Klan and neo-Nazi leaders. You imagine getting a hotel at that time. Like, we are here for the Aryan Nations Congress, and we need the floor of rooms. Please. And thank, is there a continental breakfast? You know, that's wild shit. Like, where would they stay? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot That's a lot of racists in one location. Um, yeah, it is. And and it's four to 5,000 racist activists. That's a lot of hate. I mean, do you have a lot? I mean, are there a lot of Holiday Inns up there? I don't know. Maybe somebody <laughs> can tell us, you know. <laughs> a dreary inns and suites. I mean, they all kind of probably like you know camp, join together and and you know have multiple people in one room, or they camp. Yeah. You imagine if you're like waking up, you're like you, your wife, and your kids are like driving across the country. They're gonna go see like the Grand Canyon or some shit. They're gonna go south, and they're like they're they're visiting like the Snake River to go fishing in in Idaho, and you're staying at this Quality Inn, and the next morning you wake up. 
and there's fucking Nazis and clan people making waffles and getting mm-hmm. breakfast and shit. And you're like, um, we're going to quietly finish our breakfast and then we are going to move quickly out of this fucking room right now. Like, right? Jesus okay. Christ. That's a lot of people. I mean, Good hell. morning and sick. I can't be guten dog. Yeah, guten morgen, yeah. mein mm-hmm. Freund. Uh, alles yeah, gut. And then, and then the fucking Nazi would be like, das I, I, don't, gut. I don't speak Spanish. What are you, a fucking Mexican? <laughs> yeah, what are you, goddamn beaner? Huh? <laughs> you know these people don't know shit. I, they're right? crazy. These people are crazy. No, gets, okay, so. I mean, the Mexican food's pretty good, too. I don't know why you're hating. Listen. <laughs> right, right? Because we're, <laughs> like, we're Before people. we pass any judgment, yeah. have Hang you on. tried the Mexican's cuisine? <laughs> they'll be, like, be like, oh, yeah, fine. You got us there, but what about yeah. the Jews? And I'll be like, have you been to a deli? Did Have you, you eat had pastrami? The bagel? Yeah. The bagel? Well, listen, I'm drawing the line soup? here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how good that fucking sliced fucking corned beef is. They got to go. Um, it's a shame. Well, no, they're st- they can stay because I'm going to eat the sandwich. Uh, during the Congress, Miles declared that the project could be achieved by white nationalists moving into the area, buying land together or adjacent to each other, and having families consisting of five to ten children. No, we're not asking you, ladies. You're going to push them out, okay? <laughs> we'll win the Northwest by outbreeding our opponents and keeping our children away from the insane and destructive values of the establishment. His solution of setting aside the Northwestern states, 10% of the United States uh, territory for a white nation, was endorsed by the Knights of the KKK from uh, Tuscumbia. And key activists moved into the area. Different, uh, <laughs> different from fighting within. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm like their strategy is like we're gonna go off on these hills and fuck like rabbits. That's our strategy. Back in the pile, everybody. (laughs) It all comes back to South Park. Yeah. Um, For White Nation was endorsed by the Knights of the KKK from Tuscumbia and key activists moved into the area. Different from fighting within a homeland like the Deep South, though, the imperative required a large migration of white supremacists from throughout the country. It was generally rejected by Southern extremists because they didn't want to move. They're like, the weather's terrible up there. Which, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with the weather, but the people definitely. Uh, the project was also advertised by Aryan Nations Church under the name White Aryan Bastion. A <laughs> secondary supporter was Robert J. Matthews, who lived in uh, Medellin Falls. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly, Washington, and advocated further colonization of the area, fearing an extinction of the white race. He endorsed the creation of White American Bastion in the Pacific Northwest in 1983. He delivered a speech before the National Alliance, a white supremacist organization, which was led by William Luther Pierce, who I believe wrote the Turner Diaries that inspired Timothy McVeigh, uh, calling the yeoman farmers and independent truckers to rally behind his project. Matthews received the only standing ovation at the Congress. I'm, I'm sure that he remembered that well. All right. So endorsed by the following organizations. You're going to like this. White Aryan Resistance. Wotan's Volk, the White Order of Thule, 
Arian Thule, T-H, not uh, F-O-O-L, T-H-U-L. Aryan Nations and Northwestern Imperative, the defunct Oregon-based white power skinhead organization Volksfront, advocated for the Imperative and Harold. I love it. Volks. We go from Volksfront to Harold Covington. <laughs> I mean, what a <laughs> quite a shift in gears here. Harold Covington founded the Northwestern Front to promote white migration to the region. The Northwest Territorial Imperative was the motivation for Randy Weaver and his family to move to Idaho in the early 1980s. They were later involved in the Ruby Ridge incident. Again, never said that Randy Weaver was a good guy. But his wife and his son didn't deserve what happened to him, to them. Okay, they didn't. Uh, David Lane, pro- pro- uh, proponent of the 14 words. For those of you that don't know what the 14 words are, they are, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Those are the 14 words. So when you see 14... And 88 next to each other. The 14 is the, are those 14 words in 88. 8 is the um, is you know the numerical uh, equivalent of H because H is the eighth letter in the alphabet. So that's H H. You get the rest. Okay. Um, the North uh, endorsed from Northwest Territory Imperative advocating domestic terrorism to carve out white living space in mountain states. Okay. Um, it has not come to fruition. Unfortunately for them, like I said, the Aryan Nations broke up. It really didn't work out for them. Um, so that's yet another. And you know what the sad part is? Can you imagine if you've, like, you've generations of your family and lived out there like settlers, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just looking to get away from fucking crazy people, looking to carve out your own little piece. You've got a nice little spot on the mountain. And then all of a sudden, a caravan of fucking National Socialists roll up. Like, I would be pissed. I'd be like, who the fuck told you people about this place? Why are you here? Like, you need to get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs) Like, go. They tried. And by the way, I don't know if people know this. So the American Nazi Party, which George Lincoln Rockwell, not Lou Rockwell, the libertarian, George Lincoln Rockwell, the American Nazi, the American Fuhrer, Mm -hmm. he, um, he wrote a book called This Time the World. And uh, there was a, uh, in Chicago, was a huge base for Nazis. Chicago, Illinois. In fact, if you've watched the Blues Brothers, there's a nod to it because the Nazis are involved going after the Blues Brothers. Like, there's wild shit happening. So Chicago was a big thing. They were going to have a march in Skokie, Illinois. And the, the Nazis were like, we're having a march. And, like, the city officials were like, no, you're not. The... The Nazis hired a Jewish attorney to argue that they had a First Amendment right to march. Guess what? The argument held up. They're like, all right, I guess you do. They did call it off because people were threatening to like beat the shit out of them in the street. Um, they called off the Skokie March. But again, I think it's hilarious that even <clears> the Nazis <throat> are like, hey, listen, we know we hate their matzo ball soup and everything about them, but they're good lawyers. So I need you to call that Jewish guy, the lawyer, and help. I know we're Nazis. You know, we don't have to tell anybody. We Listen, this will be our secret. We're going to call that Jewish attorney, and we're going to get him to argue for us for the First Amendment, okay? Then we'll kill him. But first, he's going to help us, okay? Like, I mean, it's wild shit. So, like, that was that was a big deal. But, like, there doesn't seem to be any uniformity with white nationalists. It doesn't seem to be, like, a huge move. Like, it's hard. I, I think that where the left kind of has an advantage over the 
racist far right is their organization seems to be a little bit more, I don't know, like they agree on certain principles. Like the right is quite fractured because you have paleo libertarians, uh, conservatarians, you have people who are not racist at all, who have like, they all have something in common, right? Like they, they all hate gun control, right? The Nazis hate the gun control, the, the paleo libertarians, the, the anarcho-capitalists, whatever, uh, every, they all have that in common. So they kind of run sometimes into each other, but there is no cohesion amongst them, right? And to build that kind of coalition, you would have to like overlook certain elements of, you know, your, I don't know, the folks that you're jockeying position with, I guess. I, I'm not sure. This is not going to work out at all. And it hasn't worked out yet, fortunately for all of us. I'm sure that there are quite a few of them left. I mean, that's pretty weird, too. Like, you sold everything, like, say you're from fucking Missouri, and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to move up to this white bastion, and then everybody just leaves. Yeah. They're like, shit, this didn't work out, and now you're just, like, the only, like, your kid has to ride the regular school bus, you know what I mean, after being told, you know, like, no, we're going to protect you from, granted, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, uh, but, um. Yeah, that'd be weird to be the only Nazi left behind. It would be. You know, I mean, not that we're concerned about their feelings, but I'd still, I think that that's... Uh, it would be weird. It would be weird. But uh, that's all. That's Those are the two separatist groups you're going to cover this week. Okay? So hopefully if no trains derail, no chemical fires start up, World War Three doesn't start up, and it looks like it's getting even closer to happening, in which case there's going to be some fucking mutant human that's going to be going through a garbage pile find a phone and be able to charge her like a hard drive or something and plug this in we're like oh these fuckers were talking about the thermonuclear holocaust back in 2023 and now it's like 3000 and whatever and we're all retarded and muted mutated and shit so you know whatever they probably don't even speak english at that point it doesn't matter but barring anything else we'll probably look into another episode keep going we haven't even left north america yet Next, we'll be talking about um, Native American separatist movement, the biggest one, which is, um, I think it's called Asland, uh, the folks in the southwest of the United States uh, who are claiming that uh, that is all indigenous territory. Uh, we'll check that out. I don't want to get too excited, but that's probably what's going to be next on the menu. Okay. A couple of other things. But um, that's all for the, uh, for the separatists that we have this week. So I'd like to turn it over to... My dear friends, I'm going to start with Christopher. Anything going on, Christopher? Anything new at all, band-wise? What's happening? No excitement on that front. Okay. All right. What about you, Angel? Um, No. I don't have anything exciting to report. Okay. All right. Well, that's disappointing. I'm <laughs> telling you. I don't know what to I'm not, say. I'm, I'm not, you know, what do you want from me? I'm excited. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> Well done. That's a nod to Bobby Bacalieri from The Sopranos, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what that is, you got to go check it out. Um, I'm getting through Mad Men, that show that was on AMC a while ago. <coughs> I'm actually watching all those episodes. It's actually quite good television. Uh, I, I enjoy the visuals and the storytelling and all that other good stuff. What am I reading right now? I don't have it down here. I just finished The White Pill by Michael Malice. Um, that it's It's an excellent book. And by the way, Again, Lexi's the one who told me to read this, and I'm going to recommend it to the rest of the audience. For most of you, you already know the author uh, because of two of his works, which is The Road, okay, and also No Country for Old Men, which Cormac McCarthy, one of the greatest American writers, great novelist. I recommend Blood Meridian. 
that one is, if you thought No Country for Old Men was nihilistic, Blood Meridian is about 10 to 11 times more nihilistic than uh, The Road actually has hope in it. Neither one of these other two have hope, and this one has even less hope than No Country for Old Men. Um, check it out. It's very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what everybody's reading. If you want to let me know, please do. I'll tell you what I'm getting through right now. I have it dialed up on my Audible in case anybody was interested. This one is Gulag, a history by Anne Applebaum, the one who did Red Famine, about the starvation of six to seven million Ukrainians during the Great Famine under Joseph Stalin and the Communist Party. Same author. Check it out. It's really um, it's really brutal. And Michael Malice used a lot of her information as citation for his book, The White Pill, which I highly recommend. Um, it, it's it's a story of hope too, you know, collapse of Soviet Union, but you get to hear about how it all got started. He has he does a great job of combining all of these things. So, with that being the case, I don't have anything else this week. Uh, let us know if you have a specific separatist movement you would like us to talk about that we haven't covered. Perhaps you know something. Your uncle Frank, he's declared his own country with his own cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. living by the crick. Uh, whatever, I'm I, I might be interested in talking about that. I've changed my mind a little bit on that. Just curious. Let me know. Uh, you know, I'm easy to get a hold of. We are easy to get a hold of. But that's it for the show this week. Please don't forget to check out. Um, Brian's been working on a blog. I don't know if he posted a new one, but there's been a couple so far this year. A vast improvement on the last year of non-blogging. Now, I think blogging is pretty much a dead thing unless you're charging people for it. We don't do that on Substack. We only have donations we accept through the Patreon. If you're interested, check it out. I'd like to thank... Our patrons, of course, for their support. Deeply grateful. Also, like to thank our sponsors, of course, Nexus.com, Vandalay Industries, iPaint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents, where you have a fine art and design from the Great Lakes. And, of course, Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird. And thank you for wearing our logo on your jerseys. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the task at hand here. While the Groundhog came out not too long ago and said six more weeks of winter, it doesn't need to be six more weeks of your stinky asshole, okay? It doesn't do <laughs> it this way. It, it certainly doesn't. You can take care of this stink by shopping at Akron Apothecary and buying Todd's Very Gay Soap. This is cold-pressed, handmade gay soap from precious gay hands to your ass, to your tackle box, the fat folds, under boob, in your belly button. If you've got the deep crevasse, you got to work that wedge in there. Todd's Gay Soap is medicine for the largest organ on your body. Which is, guess what? Your skin. Take good care of your skin. Be thoughtful of your neighbors. Don't smell like a piece of garbage. When you have the opportunity and the ability to smell fresh and clean, I know that Valentine's Day has come and gone, but guess what? If you want to do any coming at all, you better use some of this Todd's Gay Soap because Todd's Gay Soap is... So oh, that ass, and you better wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again. Bye.